Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, this is Pia Baranchini and welcome to Everything is the Best, the podcast where I get vulnerable and make others do it with me. The goal here is to deep dive into interesting people's journeys, finding common denominators, and hopefully making you feel not so alone. So let's laugh, let's cry, and let's get inspired to live our best lives. Hello, my darlings. Dr. Robin Burzen is a summa cum laude graduate of the University of Pennsylvania, completed medical school at Columbia University's College of Physicians and Surgeons, and trained in internal medicine at Mount Sinai Hospital in New York City. She founded Parsley Health to bring functional medicine to the masses, allowing for whole body transformative medicine that is accessible to everyone through better services and smart technology. It's extremely important to me personally as functional medicine has changed my life. So to share a program with you all that could possibly be life-saving is an honor. Dr. Burson specializes in getting pregnant naturally, biohacking, optimizing mental health, healing hormone imbalance, and addressing both autoimmune and GI conditions. We discuss the most common health issues in America today and how many of them are preventable, how she started Parsley Health, and a few things you could do at home to stay your healthiest self. I encourage all of you to check out Parsley Health today. I can't thank you enough for so many reasons for taking the time to have this conversation with me because... I am the biggest advocate for functional medicine and I am, I haven't signed up yet because I'm, this is just so bad. It's been like on my to-do list for like a year, but I want to get my whole family on parsley because I don't, I remember being at like a retreat a year ago and speaking to the people on this retreat and being like, what do you guys do for healthcare? Because these were all like health forward people and everyone was using parsley. Really? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> and it was at like a fancy fat camp. And they were oh, like, wow. and they were all like, there's you can't do anything else but parsley because it's the, you get like a real person who speaks to you about your whole self. They want you to be happy. They want you to eat well. My acne went away, like just so many things. So I would love oh. to know about your journey in general. And then 
about the Parsley program, why it's so important. And I want to do a little bit, if we can, about acne, because I know that you yeah. acne sufferer like I am, and you have really good answers. <laughs> you like have the solution. Apparently I can talk about acne all day. This is really <laughs> funny. But last year, like a quick aside is that I was going to do, um, do you know, Drew, um, Mark Hyman, CEO, you probably know. Yeah, Drew I Drew. watched that episode. Yeah. So anyway, so the preamble to that, the behind the scenes, the BTS of that episode is that Drew was like, what if we do acne? And I was like, Drew, I'm not a dermatologist. What the hell do I have to say about acne? I can't fulfill a full episode with that. This is like the anxiety that I get before I do any of these like conversations. Like I'm not going to have enough to say. And like, I don't know enough about that topic. And like, I didn't have time to research it further. And like, I get really kind of nervous and we end up going into it. And he's like, whatever, we'll just start there. And meanwhile, like we could have gone for two more hours. Like I had so yeah, much a full to hour episode of acne. <laughs> and I'm like, and at the end, he was like laughing at me. He's like, so you have nothing to say on that. And I was like, guess I had something to say. So well, there's yeah. so many layers to it. And I was on spironolactone mm-hmm. and I used to have... I had my, when I lived in New York, I had dry, Tribeca Dermatology, like on speed dial to get <laughs> yeah. my cortisone injections. That's who was doing my cortisone injections. That's so funny. It was like a $20 copay and I would leave with like a peel and like 40 injections. <laughs> yeah, but they left scars for me. And I look back on that and I'm like, I think that was like a racket for them. Like, you know, not to say anything bad, but they shouldn't have been injecting cortisone into my zits. They should have been helping oh, me figure out why I had... One. Too, that really didn't well they're they just it's all treatment based which is what you you know is like why you started parsley is because nobody does preventative medicine they just put yeah. a shitty band-aid on a weird problem yeah they don't come up with a solution yeah so what is your background how did yeah. you get into medicine <laughs> how did this start i mean you're very young to be so accomplished oh my gosh that's very kind of you uh <laughs> Um, I'm like, it's all, you know, not that young, but, um, I, when I, when I started med school, there was actually a bunch of people younger than me. Cause I actually went to med school a little late. Uh, and I remember just getting into the hospital and being like, does anybody in the world realize that like the people who are like running the hospital are like 27? <laughs> um, does anyone know that? I don't think anyone realizes that when they go to these like big university hospitals that like the person in charge is like on average, like 27 years old. Our good friend is like a crazy surgeon and he's our age and he'll like hang yeah. out and party on the weekends and be like, I just did like reconstructive face surgery like I, or brain <laughs> surgery. You know? like, You're too young to open a brain. <laughs> oh, the surgeons are the worst. They've all like gone straight through and then they're all super party hard, like work hard, play hard. And they oh, would just like get so hungover and party really hard, at least at my medical, it's fine, <laughs> fine Ivy League medical institution. Um, and I'd always be like, are you like okay to go into work on Monday? Um, anyway, um, because interestingly, doctors are not always into health. They are into medicine and those are two They're not things. into health a lot of the time. Not so much. No, you all see them like smoking cigs outside the hospital. So many doctors um, smoking cigs. Yep. And drinking like milk, which I think is weird if you're a doctor. <laughs> drinking drink milk, milk. <laughs> which is which is which is worse. Drinking milk. Or it's something. like so wild to me. I'm like, you're drinking milk. Like you know what you're doing to your body. I mean, like like to drink milk every day, like as like a doctor, <laughs> makes me. Ner- Don't you think that's like alarming? I I fully agree. Um, I'm going to get a bunch of... That's going to trigger half of our list. I'm going to be triggering some people with the milk (laughs) comment. Everyone's fine with the cigarette comment, but don't go after my milk. Um, But I might, especially if you have acne, I'm coming for your milk. So 
Buying gifts for the men in your life can be a huge challenge. Are you struggling to find something for a husband, a boyfriend, a son, a cousin, a coworker? Well, the Legends brand is my new favorite menswear brand, and it is based here in Los Angeles. The products are high quality with all of the performance features you would expect as an athlete, but the style and comfort that makes for all-day wear. I recently got a bunch of stuff for Davide, and I have been stealing it like crazy. Also, it is the most comfortable. The Luca short is incredibly lightweight and breathable. Davide's been wearing them on his daily runs, and they're really perfect for any workout. And the new Hawthorne tech hoodies are the softest addition to the wardrobe, and I know this personally because right now they are in my closet. The Hawthorne tech hoodies and joggers are the perfect gift, and it will not break the bank. A lot of athletic brands charge $100 or more for hoodies and sweats, but Legends hoodies and joggers are $75. I also would really encourage you to go to thelegendsbrand.com slash Pia, and you can use promo code Pia20 to get 20% off your next purchase. That's thelegendsbrand.com slash Pia, and use promo Pia20 in all caps to get 20% off your order. Problem solved. Hey guys, I'm Kinsey from the I Love You So Much podcast. On my show, we talk about everything, lifestyle, business, finance, beauty, you name it. My favorite part about the show is the amazing guests that we bring on. We have everyone ranging from like business experts to influencers, CEOs, creative masterminds. It's so much fun. If you guys want to find me on Instagram, it's just at Kinsey Elizabeth. I release new episodes every Thursday, so hope to see you there. So yeah, so I I was not pre-med in undergrad. Um, I never thought I'd be a doctor, but I was. I did start getting interested in health in undergrad and I didn't grow up in like a particularly like health conscious. I grew up in Baltimore City and, you know, people there were like really into sports and stuff, but I wasn't, no no one was like health conscious in those days. Um, It just wasn't a thing like anywhere. And I, in college, I ended up taking this class on cancer when my grandmother was diagnosed and and dying of colon cancer. And I sort of randomly took this course and I ended up doing a lot of research and looking into prevention for cancer and learning that 50% of cancers are preventable. And I learned that essentially her smoking cigs for a long time and her diet had been most likely the two defining factors that had led her to develop colon cancer. And I wrote this paper on sort of the how to holistically treat cancer. And I think I, if I think about it honestly, like that probably kind of set me off in a journey to mm-hmm. uh, what ultimately, like a few years later, le- led me to medical school and an interest in public health, primary care, prevention, and this idea of holistic medicine, mm-hmm. um, which was pretty radical, I guess, because I went to an amazing med school, Columbia in New York, which is awesome. I had the best time there and met the most amazing people, but it was not um, focused on holistic medicine by any stretch of the imagination. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. And so at what point when you graduated and started working, I mean, how did you integrate that into your practice as like a like post-grad? Yeah. So it was during medical school that, you know, I was like the weirdo who, you know, brought their lunch and was eating healthy and was really into yoga. And a good friend of mine who was like the social chair of my class, his nickname was pizza. And then he, he, <laughs> nick, he nicknamed me yoga. So if that tells you anything about like, you know, our vibes in med school. And along the way, I co-founded another 
healthcare company, a tech startup. Um, and I think that's important because it was all about how physicians and providers communicate in hospitals. And that was kind of my first foray into software for healthcare. Mm-hmm. And so it was sort of like, okay, I'm interested in software for healthcare and how the whole industry is transforming. Cause this is like in 07 to 2011 when like Facebook and Twitter and iPhones and all those things were new. Mm-hmm. If you can remember, remember another era, you know? And then I also was really, but just personally passionate about holistic and functional medicine. And I had actually met Mark Hyman and read the textbook from the Institute for Functional Medicine. And so fast forward, you know, I'm in residency, I'm in my training in internal medicine at this point. I've left Columbia and I'm at Mount Sinai Hospital for my residency. And I'm just like watching this revolving door of patients, people with high blood pressure and diabetes and heart disease and migraine headaches and autoimmune and hormone issues and infertility and GI issues. And the older they got, the more pills they were on. And I had yeah. 15 minute visits and I was just like, it was just a revolving door of prescription drugs. And I would like, in those days you printed out prescriptions and they, you printed, they printed four to a page and I would hand somebody like a stack of page, pages and I would be frantically signing each page and handing somebody a stack of prescriptions. And it was pretty like clear to me that uh, there wasn't, we weren't really fixing the underlying problem. We were sort of perpetuating it, but keeping it not so bad that they would hopefully not end up in the hospital. And it just felt like not the kind of medicine that I wanted to practice. I knew about functional medicine, but I certainly hadn't trained at it at this point. I was in the very conventional, very traditional world at that point, but I was pretty disillusioned with it, to be honest with you. And I left and I was working, I left to go practice functional medicine in a very kind of fancy pants clinic in New York City, which I loved. I learned so much there. Um, and I trained with Dr. Hyman and I trained with some of the best doctors in the space. He's amazing. Um, the clinic, the Fancy Pants Clinic, by the way, is the Morrison Center, which is a wonderful place. I love Dr. Morrison. He's amazing as well. And yet those clinics were all like $1,000 an hour. And that was kind of what you got in the space of functional medicine. And people were taking notes on paper. And here I was like a tech person. Um, who had grown up on, you know, for better or worse, electronic medical records in my training because I was, you know, trained in the, you know, 21st century. Um, and I sort of had my tech background for my first company and I had this passion for functional holistic medicine. And I was really disillusioned with that revolving door that I'd seen in conventional medicine. And so I think I had a crossroads, honestly, where I was like, how am I going to bring these two worlds together? Am I going to keep practicing medicine, but in this very sort of niche world or that feels like really inaccessible to people and is very not tech driven? My medicine doctor was like six months to get into. Yeah. Very expensive. He changed my life, but I felt so horrible talking about it on Instagram. I had him on the podcast. I was like, please give us all the information you can get yeah. for free because I was just kind of like, I feel so elitist having this conversation when this is beyond out of reach for 99% of people. Right. So it was out of reach and it also just wasn't being supported through software or made more accessible, right? The only way to like make it reach more people was going to be more physicians like this and long wait times and really expensive out of pocket and all this stuff. And so anyway, I basically kind of had like a hard moment where I was like, what am I going to do with my life? Am I going to go into business and health tech and kind of start some other company? Am I going to stay with my clinical passion, which is holistic medicine? And Parsley is honestly like this mashup in my head Mm -hmm. of how do I bring these two worlds together so I don't have to get, so I don't have to give up on one of them. 
Um, but I really saw an opportunity to make the functional approach to sort of bring together the functional approach with a lot of the good things about conventional medicine to kind of not throw the baby out with the bathwater and to try to build a scalable, more affordable, more tech-driven system that still gave you high-touch human care, but brought it out of the $1,000 an hour into the, or 150 bucks a month, inclusive of all your visits. And that was an experiment for me. And so I kicked off the first clinic bootstrap, just like me as the doctor and the business person and writing the newsletters and the marketer and the legal. <laughs> and like, it was terrible. Um, it was great, but it was um, my teammate at Parsley. She always jokes that like, remember when Parsley was Robin in a WeWork with an apple on her desk? And like, <laughs> I was like where it started. <laughs> I was say, how do you even start a company like that? I mean, I can't imagine the <laughs> layers. It's one thing to like start a clothing brand, but like in medicine, I can't imagine the legalities and the layers to have to even, and then how do you, how do you scale that? You know, I started small and I, but I always had like a, a, a model that I was building towards a bigger company. So having been in startups prior, I knew that going out and raising venture capital day one was hard and also really risky if you didn't really have a solid grasp of what you were trying to do and a real sort of clear vision for it. So I kind of just baited in my practice, but people often ask, oh, did you have a private practice for a while? And then you decided to like turn it into a business. And to be honest, that's not what happened. Like I, I knew I wanted to start a scaled business and I modeled it for myself in a bootstrapped way first to give myself the confidence to go raise money behind it. So that's okay. kind of how it went. Yeah. yeah. And when was that? That was like 2015 to 2016 that I was bootstrapping. Um, and then in 2016 was when we kind of, I said, all right, I there's like a there there. I'm going to actually do this. I'm going to form the Parsley Health Inc., like form the company. We're coming up in February of this year, which is like technically when <laughs> the ink dried and like there was a there there. We raised money like later that year, but um, we're coming up on our fifth birthday, which is crazy. And how many patients do you have right now? I'm not allowed to give the exact number, um, <laughs> but we were in the tens of thousands and we served, ah. we've served tens of thousands of members, yeah. You've all been on a fertility journey with me, so you know how hard it has been for me to get simple information about my own body. That's why I want to let you know that you can now get all the information that I had to fight for at the doctor with a simple finger prick at home. I'm talking A count, menopause timing. If your hormone levels indicate conditions like thyroid disorders or PCOS, all the things that you need to know about yourself, whether kids are in your future or not. That's why Modern Fertility was created. It's the easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. Mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. Traditional testing with your doctor can cost over $1,000, but Modern Fertility only costs $159 for the same information. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash Pia, you can get $20 off your test. Also, if you have an HSA or FSA, you can use those dollars on Modern Fertility. You'll get insight into how many eggs you have, your hormone levels, and other important fertility factors. The results go deep into what every hormone means. And you can also talk one-on-one -on -one with a fertility nurse to review your results and options for next steps. If you want kids today or maybe in the future, you need information to make the decision that's best for you. 
right now in honor of me taking the modern fertility pregnancy test and finding out that I was having a baby, you can get $20 off your test when you go to modernfertility.com slash Pia. That means your test will cost only $139 instead of the hundreds or thousands it would cost at the doctor's office. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash Pia. That's modernfertility.com slash Pia. So can you explain to everyone how it works? Because I mean, yeah. I think it's brilliant, but I, a lot of people are like, how does that work if you don't have like a certain doctor or like... Yep. So um, what we've done is we have an annual membership and we also have a four-month membership. So you can choose if you want to start start with a lower commitment or a longer commitment. But either way, we're a membership-based uh, medical practice that offers you holistic medicine through doctors and coaches. So it means you sign up online. People say they feel more seen by our intake forms than like by <laughs> like their spouse or something. Like we ask you questions that... No other doctor has asked you about what you're eating and how you're moving and how you manage stress and do you have meaning and purpose in your life and what happened to you that as a That is kid. the one thing that separates a, a quote unquote, you know, normal doctor from a functional medicine mm-hmm. doctor is this aha moment of being seen. Like, do you wake up happy? Yeah. How do you feel as a person? I remember crying in my meeting, when my first meeting with my doctor, because there was no blood test, there was no scales, there was, it was an hour of him asking me questions about myself. Yeah. And that's really where we start. You're, the story of your health is the story of your life. And so we have to know you. And I need to know everything from were you born C-section or vaginally to mm-hmm. did you experience trauma at some point, um, big T or little t. And the mind and the body are not separate. And so it's a false idea that we separate them and in in the functional paradigm, we bring them together. And so we're not replacing your psychiatrist, but we're looking at you as a whole person. Mm. And so we're online nationwide. You can see us from anywhere. We We hire our clinicians. So we have doctors and NPs who work side by side with doctors and see their own patients. Nurse practitioners are PhDs in medicine. They can prescribe drugs. They do all that they're our NPs know as much as I do, if not more. And they see patients and you also get a health coach and all your visits with your doctor and all your visits with your health coach are included in your membership. So there's no like co-pays or extra. And we really guide you through a journey, which is includes testing and prescriptions for nutrition and supplements. We also prescribe prescription drugs and we sort of bring it all together for people and we work with them over time. And we have members who are new and we have members who've been with us literally for years because we might have solved their acne or help them get pregnant with a baby um, when they were struggling with infertility or help them resolve their seven years of GI issues. But then as we all know, human health is dynamic. Each year we experience something new or we're optimizing or we want to learn about our genetics. And so we work with people over time kind of through all of it. And what do you find are the most common, you know, uh, I mean, it's, would you say it's like depression, GI issues, infertility? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like those are pretty you, average, right? I'm like, welcome to the team. You got it. Um, <laughs> listen, it's 60% of American adults have a diagnosed chronic condition. And while that sounds like this like floofy number, the reality is that millions more are struggling with symptoms and haven't been diagnosed yet. Diagnosed is just a fancy word for a doctor gave it a name. That's, That's all it means. And even the doctor giving it a name doesn't mean they solved your problem. So whether you're diagnosed or not, people are coming to us to figure it out, to understand the why, and to get relief. That's why people are coming. And they're coming in really five big areas, the first three of which you named. Mm-hmm. 
mental health issues, so anxiety, depression, chronic fatigue, insomnia. They're coming with GI issues. They're coming with hormone issues that range from PMS and PCOS to infertility to menopause and everything in between. Uh, They're coming with, the other two are autoimmune, which are massively skyrocketing, especially amongst women. So that's like your Hashimoto's, your lupus, your rheumatoid, all of those things. And then increasingly heart health, diabetes, we do a lot of work on metabolism. We're not focused on weight loss. I don't care about weight loss. I care about health. And so it's really looking at metabolism, heart health from that angle. And how much of that do you think is is preventable? (laughs) Oh my goodness. You know, I mean... I think at least, I think the majority, I mean, 50% of cancers are preventable, right? And that's from the National Cancer Institute. So I feel that at least 70, 80% is preventable. We are eating, moving our living and living our way sick. Now we compile that with genetics that set us up, right? Mm -hmm. For sickness. Um, We have life experiences that set us up for illness. Like I say, big T and little T traumas that we all experience in our lifetime. Um, But we also have a lot of things that we can do to either better manage those conditions that we don't have control over or avoid or even resolve the ones that we live our way into. And a lot of these things are not inevitable. The brain fog, the feeling bloated, the way that we live our lives today is just a setup for chronic anxiety and depression. It's no wonder it's skyrocketing. Like, But there's a lot of that we, we can undo. Mm-hmm. Well, I had that all through eighth grade through high school I had an ovarian cyst that ruptured and, and it really messed up my whole, like my, I hit my, like my GI tract just like imploded from that. And then the food, God bless my, my sweet parents, they cooked all of our meals, but like, you know, like a normal snack for me after school was like a Coke and a small fry from McDonald's or like Starbucks was like, we're always going to Starbucks after school. And my weight went up and I started getting acne and then I started getting depressed and anxiety. And by the time I was, I think, you know, 15, I was on Adderall, Xanax, an antidepressant, an anti something for like my inflammation. Like I was on like eight different things. And I remember thinking to myself, this isn't right. And we really aren't getting to the problem. So the, there's no there's no, no one's telling me why this is happening. I mean, like literally hearing that breaks my heart because I see it at eighth grade. Right. And the pill is covering up our menstrual cycle. So we don't always know what's going on underneath. So then we get off the pill later. And then people, the doctors say, oh, you can just get pregnant right away after 15 years on the pill. And it's not that going off or on the pill is the problem. It's the underlying stuff that never got dealt with that's still there totally. underneath the birth control pill. And then with kids, like what you're saying, if you eat a high sugar diet that's filled with refined carbs, refined sugar, preservatives, chemicals, dyes, you sit all day and you look at screens, you don't get proper sleep and you don't move, guess what? You will be anxious and depressed. And if you are layering that on top of a genetic family history or trauma, like forget it. Um, and then the hard part is that then the Adderalls and the stimulant drugs really mess up your gut. They're addictive. I don't care what anyone says. God, like, I, like, if I like forgot an Adderall, I would like leave school and go, I was like, give me my fucking drugs. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, they're not addictive. I'm like, I'm sorry. You know, and then we have lots of people who come to us in their thirties, their forties, their fifties who've been on these drugs now 
for a long period of time and then are really struggling to get off of them. Um, but we do have success sometimes in helping quite a bit actually in helping with that. It's not always the right thing to do to get off, but a lot of times it is. And then for a lot of these younger people who are thrown on these medications by very well-meaning providers, you're like, but did you ask why this child was experiencing this, right? And so there's just, that goes across the board from skin issues to gut issues, to mental health issues, to heart health issues. We don't do enough listening and we don't do enough asking why. And if we did, we could actually start undoing Mm -hmm. a lot of these problems. It makes me so, it makes me always so emotional because I think about how many people don't feel good and wonder why. And then on top of that, like I'm white, like I'm a privileged woman. So I can't imagine like, you know, the amount of food deserts in this country. I mean, I lived on Avenue D in New York City and the bodega on that corner was vastly different from the bodega two blocks away. And I would see the kids after school get these snacks that were, I can't remember what they were called, but it was literally like sugar cane and like molasses. And it was a thick bar, but it was, it was like 50 cents. And they would get that like a pineapple soda. And I remember being in that deli and all the kids after school buying, and I would look at them and I would say, this isn't food. And they would be like, what do you mean? And I was like, this isn't food. Are you able to concentrate on school? And they were like, well, my mom's not home and I can't. And I just remember being like, fuck, like most people are never going to have access to this information, are never going to be able, they don't have the access, they don't have the wherewithal. I mean, it's really... Yeah, it's really like criminal. I mean, people talk about like, oh, can't people just make healthy choices and aren't healthy choices so obvious? And I'm like... First of all, most people don't even know they're making a choice because we we teach you how to brush your teeth and tie your shoes and hopefully read and write and do math. We do not teach anyone how to take care of their mind or their body as children. It's not part, health literacy is non-existent no matter sort of where where you are for most people. Mm -hmm. And then if you live in a lot of places in this country, like say you do have that health literacy of what is good for you and what is not, which again is extremely rare you don't have a choice to make in terms of the foods that you have access to. And so when I say like we are a setup for sickness, it's just, we have set ourselves up as a society mm-hmm. to be sick. And we all, I think, have to like lock arms and come together to say, first of all, health literacy is paramount. People can't change something they don't know is a problem or that they don't know is happening. And then we have to do a lot more around access. And that's where like, I th- I'm really excited about telehealth because sort of taking off in this period of time, because to say like, oh, well, if you happen to live near Columbia Presbyterian, you're going to get good health care. But if you live in some rural area or in a part of town that you can't get to a doctor physically brick and mortar in 2020 that you can't see that doctor, like that's just dumb, you mm-hmm. know? Bev is a female-first canned wine brand that was founded to change not only the way product is consumed, but the way an industry and culture have operated for many generations. In an industry that is almost exclusively masculine, Bev is breaking norms and creating something from the female perspective that is approachable, fun, and consumer-centric. They have three varietals, rosé, a Sauve Blanc, and a Pinot Gris, as well as a limited edition extra fizzy sparkling white wine for the holidays that I was sipping on like crazy before I was pregnant on ice with a little lime twist. Their wines are dry, crisp, and a little fizzy, super refreshing and delicious. And here is my favorite part. They have zero sugar and only three carbs and are 100 calories per serving. So it is a guilt-free Bev. The cans may look cute and tiny, but each is a glass and a half of wine. 
perfect for when you don't want to open a bottle of wine just for yourself. A 24 pack was equal to eight bottles of wine. Their four packs are the perfect and cutest holiday gift for everyone on your list. And Bev ships straight to your door and shipping is always free. We've worked out an exclusive deal for our Everything is the Best podcast listeners. Receive 20% off your first purchase plus free shipping on all orders. I suggest trying their best-selling Ladies' Night variety packs so you can check out all the delicious varietals. Go to drinkbev.com or use code BEST at checkout to claim this deal. That's D-R-I-N-K-B-E-V.com slash best. I always say too to people, I think something that's so important to, to stress is that if it comes down to finances, unfortunately, the sicker you get, it costs more in the end. So if you're able to spend a little bit money up front and understand the things that need to happen early on to prevent these bigger issues from happening, you have a better chance financially and then health-wise. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is the only vehicle you have for life, right? And we all like, especially now, we all live in our heads, right? I describe it as like this concrete wall between our heads and our bodies and people tend to ignore like what's happening down here until like some part of your body's screaming and your symptoms are information. They're not there to be like squashed and turned off. They're information from your body that what you're doing isn't working Mm -hmm. or that something's wrong. And so we have a very like, oh, I don't like that turn it off kind of culture. And it's so important to like listen to what's happening down here. So in terms of like logistics for Parsley, so I, so I know that once you sign up, you get a blood test, your doctors look in depth at what's going mm-hmm. on in their patients. A lot of the time it's supplements are suggested and, you know, different diets or food changes, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to think of questions that people would ask that are listening. I uh, Like, you know, if I got the flu or if I got strep throat, what's the protocol for that under Yeah. Pressure? Well, so we're really not focused on, on being primary care, although the reality is most people don't have a primary care doctor. So if you write to us and you have the flu, we have a whole protocol that we'll recommend on how to manage that. Okay. Um, we have patients across the country who have had COVID or have COVID, and we have a very robust COVID prevention protocol that escalates if you contract it to both supplements and medications that we can prescribe you that the goal of which is to keep you healthy at home or staying at home and not needing to be hospitalized. Um, So we do a lot, we do a lot of that work. Um, At the end of the day, if you have strep throat, like we have patients in almost all 50 States today. So we we don't have physical locations in 50 Mm -hmm. States. So we're going to tell you, you know, you need to go to urgent care or if you get hit by a bus, you need to go to the ER. So we're not an urgent care or emergency service. That's definitely not what we are. We're really focused on two things, chronic disease management, health optimization, um, which is a big kind of missing part of our healthcare system. There's like a lot of online urgent care out there, you know, all different companies like dial a dot because I have a sore throat and there's a lot of urgent care on the street. And then there's specialists, right? Which are expensive and do very expensive procedures. And what we're kind of missing is this whole gap, which is chronic disease, chronic illness, health optimization. The urgent care people, that's not their problem. And the specialists, that's not their problem. And even primary care today has become very like urgent care, right? You go when you're sick, you go when you need a refill, 15 minute visit, you're out the door. I would put that in the like kind of acute care bucket. And so this chronic like 
I've had these symptoms for months or years. Mm-hmm. No one's dealing with them. No one's helping me get better. No one's helping me get off of medications. That's what we really do. Yeah, I had a doctor once tell me, oh God, I like moved back from New York and I was supposed to move to Spain and I needed like a medical record. And so I had to, I just Googled like kind of like what was the best doctor or like a great doctor in my town just on Yelp. And I went and saw this woman and I sat down and I said, I have brain fog. I'm, I'm really bloated. I'm having a hard time sleeping. All the normal symptoms that we unfortunately all have. Yeah, that we all live with. She looked at me and said, eat prunes. <laughs> <laughs> and I came home and I cried to my mother. I cried. I had, this was probably eight years ago or five years ago. And I said, um, I said this is fucked up. <laughs> fucked up system. Yeah. I gave her an opportunity. I didn't have to, I didn't need anything from her. I needed a piece of paper that said I wasn't carrying a, a disease to another country, but I didn't feel well. And so I gave her an opportunity to really be a doctor for me. And she was so dismissive and told me to eat prunes. <laughs> and I couldn't like, believe it. And I, I remember looking at my mom and saying like, I have the wherewithal to know that that's not okay. And I would think about all the people in this country that don't and are just sick and alone. Yeah. People are suffering in silence. They're Googling weird information. They're doing weird cleanses and things, buying supplements yeah, off what the do you inter- think about internet. Cleanses? You know, I'm not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'm listen, it depends on the cleanse. Like it depends on what you mean by cleanse. If it's like a juice cleanse, I'm a no. If it's, you know, starving yourself in some weird, with some like weird drink, I'm a no. You know, I am a fan of in target, in targeted ways. We supervise nutrition programs for people. So we might have somebody on an elimination diet or an Mm -hmm. autoimmune protocol or an anti-yeast protocol, or we might supervise a ketogenic diet, keto, or we might recommend fasting mimicry, which people sometimes know as prolon. I'm all for those things. Huh? I love Prolon. Yeah, I just did it. It was tough for me actually, but I, it's I yeah, it's kind of, yeah. Um, sorry, Longo. Sorry, Dr. Longo. But it's great. And it's, <laughs> like, and it's well, afterwards, I'd never felt better and Alzheimer's runs in my family. So I yeah. said to my mom too, I was like, this is something that we should just do orderly. Yeah. Doing a fast a couple times a year through either fasting mimicry diet and Prolon is one way to do that or a ketogenic diet. Um, generally, I like keto if you're supervised and you've had some testing and you know what's going on with you because keto's really good for a lot of people in short bursts and there's a subset of people who it's not so good for. And so this is what we go through. But I don't think of any of these things as cleanses, like off the shelf yeah. cleanses. Um Everything we do is based on your data, your test results, and also what you tell us and our clinical judgment. So it's all personalized to you. And this is where I see a lot of people, to your point, getting stuck is that they're doing stuff and they're guessing and they don't have a guide, right? And like, I went to a lot of freaking years of school to help know, help you know what to do for you. Just the way that like, if you're an accountant, you know how to balance my books and I could never freaking do that, right? Mm-hmm. Like I need your help. So we have this idea that we should suffer in silence or kind of go it alone or talk to Dr. Google and that medicine, quote unquote, is only for, I have the flu or I have a sinus infection. And yet the things that are killing our country that most people are suffering with and are, you know, really COVID aside, like the biggest healthcare costs and the biggest problems, they're not sinus infections and flus. They're heart disease and diabetes and digestive issues and depression and things that we're all living with over time. And so you really need to get under the hood with that because prunes are not the answer. (laughs) 
Is there anything that you, I just always would love to leave anyone we can with any sort of bits of advice. Is there any, are there like a few things that you could generally say, which I don't like to generalize, especially with medicine, but that you're like, please like make sure people are sleeping or are there like a few things that you can just say overall are like very important for human health? Yes. Uh, sleep is a great one. I always say to my patients when I see my patients, like if I have a mom who's not sleeping all night and then she's coming to me and telling me that she's exhausted and gaining weight and she has horrible digestion and headaches and seven other problems, I'm like, can't fix any of this until we get you sleeping. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is hard when you're in those early days when baby's not sleeping, but I'll see moms like six, seven, 10, 12 months after baby sort of stuck there. Yeah. You can't fix much if you're not sleeping. Um, and then the other one is food, like food is medicine and removing refined flour, refined sugar, refined carbs, processed foods from your diet and eating real whole foods will power a healthy brain, a healthy gut, a healthy mood, a healthy skin. You can fix so much through what you're putting in your mouth every day. And it has nothing to do with deprivation. It's about loving food, loving real food, cooking, yeah, eating well. People are very well. triggered by that. They think well, I like to eat those things and now you're telling me to deprive myself and that's dangerous, but I don't really think people understand what they're eating. Yeah, it's about falling in love with food and falling in love with real whole foods that nourish your body and don't um, cause it to be sick, right? Mm -hmm. And we all love sweets, we all love carbs, but you can have those things in a healthy way or you can have them in a way that's really destroying your health and causing brain fog and anxiety and making you feel like crap every day. I would choose to fall in love with a lot, eating well and eating a lot, but eating real foods that don't make me feel bad. And then I would love to transition quickly into an acne conversation. (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs) So you had cystic acne. Mm -hmm. I had cystic acne. What do you think any like tips and tricks because people always, and there are some things topically that work. Like I use the IS clinical active serum every day and I have seen like my pores have mm-hmm. been less clogged, but I think there's a difference between what's happening inside of you and those in the cystic acne and then obviously bacteria on top of your face. Yeah. So how so, do we, how do we help people who have cystic acne? Almost never is acne caused by bacterial overgrowth. And I vehemently disagree with the purging of bacteria on topically or internally, which destroys the microbiome um, for acne. I I rarely see that work. I usually see it cause more problems. Uh, So acne can be a blood sugar balance issue. um, And some people are more sensitive to sugar and their blood sugar balance than others. And for some, um, it results in acne. So eating a more paleo style and like really watching the carbs, not for everybody, but for some people is like massively effective. Mm-hmm. Uh, another big one is food allergies, underlying food allergies. So gluten and dairy are the two big ones um, that cutting out can like magically clear up a lot of people's acne. Big flag there. I'll see this all the time. Patient comes in and tells me I've had all this acne. I've done an elimination diet. I've cut out gluten and dairy. And I'm like, Mm-hmm. And they're like, I cut it out for three days or like one week. <laughs> and my acne did not get any better. And I'm like, sorry, sister, 
you have to be consistent with it for at least a month up to six weeks to see it, see your skin transform. Um, you, you can't just do it like a little bit and you can't do it 80% kind of sorta cause you're going to mm-hmm. keep triggering the allergy when you have it once a week. So it, it's one of those things where you kind of have to go all in with it for at least a month to six weeks to see the difference, but your skin can heal if you are allergic to those foods. And a lot of the time people have food intolerances, intolerances, is that a word? That, I was like, intoleri. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would have gone there. <laughs> a lot of the people have intolerances to food, but that doesn't instantly mean that you're sick or have yes. like a stomach problem, but it is irritating your body, right? Yes. So the intolerance or the sensitivity, that's such a good point. I love this point, can take 48 to 72 hours to show up. So you may feel fine when you eat that dairy or eat that gluten. And you may say, oh, I don't have a digestive issue or I don't break out in hives. I'm fine with that food. No, your body is mounting a different side of its immune system when you're allergic to a food like that. And it takes a couple of days to manifest. So a lot of times people are getting that zit the next day or the day after, even the day after that. And they're not connecting it to what they ate three days before, um, which is again, why you have to cut it out for a good period of time. That makes total sense. Yep. Where can people find you? (laughs) Um, On all the things, (laughs) parsleyhealth.com and all the places at Parsley Health. Um, And I'm at Robin Burson MD. And yeah, we're nationwide seeing patients. We have incredible providers. I do want to mention like one of the weird things I think about the functional holistic world is that and this is no like disrespect, but sort of there's lots of people kind of doing their own thing and out there and you don't really know. And that's another problem we tried to solve at Parsley. So everyone goes through our in-house fellowship program and training. We all meet multiple times a week for continuing medical education. We're all working from the same system. Mm -hmm. We're super nerds, right? But you're sort of getting like, I think we have over 40 doctors now and we're growing quite quickly, but we're like, you're getting like, you know, 40 for the price of one, basically. You're getting like a lot of great minds coming together on what are the best protocols? How do we best treat this thing? And we all take it really seriously. And I think that's one of the really nice things about signing up is that you're sort of getting a lot of good thinking coming together that's staying on top of the science, on top of the latest research. Um, We try it partially. I always say like, there's no there's no, this is the way we do things. If we're not always evolving, we're dying. So we need to always be kind of changing. Wonderful. Also, just even for anyone, like just following Parsley, like your Instagram is so informational. Thank you. Yeah, we give a, we do a lot of free guides and, and webinars and content on our Instagram. And, and there's so much you can do with us just learning from our content. If you're not thinking about signing up, that's cool too. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this week's episode of Everything is the Best. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Maybe leave a comment. But remember, shitty comments are for shitty people. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Pia Barangini. And I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day. Love you. Ciao.